heard one. Did he start? Um, I don't think the media manager started it. Okay. I'm going to put them on my photos first. Here. <laughs> hey, man. Here. Clean this up. <laughs> I got, got 1.5 million photos yeah. you can go through. Here's your next six months. <laughs> no. Why would I ever get to use the resources within our business for my own gain? Yeah, man. Why That's would ridiculous. <laughs> this is a business, God. not a charity. Ever, ever since I hired Angel, like, you know, Angel, the, the intent to hire Angel was for him to follow me around the camera. And, and really just focus on the vlog. And then that happened, I don't know, maybe made it three months. And then we started doing videos for fucking companies. And then Angel goes off and focuses on that now. And then you realize, oh, when someone else pays us for video, that means I can pay this video guy more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got it. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, the, yeah. the funny thing about the, the vlog from my perspective was you were super, you hired Angel, but then you were super resistant to actually doing a vlog. Oh, I know. Well, because it's fucking weird at first. <laughs> like, you know how it is. You, you, you're traveling somewhere and you're three days into a trip and it's, you're, you're waking up at four in the morning to go somewhere. Mm. And so you're not in the best of moods. Then you walk into the kitchen and there's a guy with a fucking camera <laughs> filming you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when you're just trying to get right. in the damn car yeah. and go somewhere. Right. <laughs> but then you have to think like, well, this is, He's filming me because I, I asked say, him yeah. to film me. <laughs> You're just like, you just film normal, yeah. like daily stuff, except yeah. not the stuff I don't want you to do. Yeah. Don't do those things. Just yeah. the other stuff that I don't point out to you, I don't like. He's yeah. like, okay. There are so many times in the beginning where Angel was like, he would, he'd come say to me, like, just, I don't think I have enough to film. I don't, I don't think I have enough from Aaron for a vlog. Like, he won't, he won't talk to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning how to do it because yeah. it's, it's a different. Yeah. Different thing talking to a camera. Yeah. Podcasting though, we're getting the hang of it. Yeah. I mean, there's zero talking to the camera in here, even though like the the vibe can kind of be similar. And it's like he's he's looking at me, but really he's talking to the camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. yeah. It's more just to make it natural, but um, well, Mr. Chell Gerber, um we were talking about Angel. You, there's still debate whether you or Angel were first in the company. <laughs> Technically right. legal, yeah, legal first employee. Yeah. So it's, I don't know if we've still, we need to dig into the legal records. So on the HR software on Bamboo, I'm your employee number one and I'm number two. Angel's three. Really? Dan, okay. Dan's number four. Chase is five. <laughs> so you're officially so, number two. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like. Is it, what do you go by? Is it the, the, uh, you know, legal paperwork and chronological order of who was technically hired full time or, I mean, Dan's technically employee number one. Yeah. yeah but, but then Matt, didn't Matt edit photos for you when he was like in middle school? Yeah. Yeah. Matt's <laughs> been here for a while too. I'm going to go legal paperwork yeah. though. I would, I would <laughs> just take that number two title. If you got it, I would take it. Yeah. Well, it's there then. Um, so you... Uh, we can talk about what you're doing right now, but you started out, you pretty much grew up in the industry because your dad's been in the industry since you, you were born. Yeah. So what does your dad do? So my dad has been an owner of a part owner, one of the owners, essentially a co-founder of a heavy concrete construction company. Uh, we're, they're based out of Utah, uh, founded in... Yeah, 1974, 75. And you're, you're Gerber Construction. It's yep. Gerber Construction. You're yep. Chell Gerber. Yep. So. Yep. 
family business. Family business. Um, that so, you no longer work at. <laughs> that we'll, I that I no longer work at. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> so so he he was always he's he's what what position does he play in the business? He helped start the business, it, but he's definitely more field oriented. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so my two of my uncles they started the business together as partners. My dad was essentially their first employee. So, gotcha. and then it was, I don't know, a year or two later, he bought into the company. So it was his brothers that started it? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And they were, they were, you know, early on, like they're in the field and the office. My dad was always just in the field. Yeah. So, and he's, what, I think last month, I think he turned 66. So, and he's still in the field. Every day. Every day. Full board. Does he, yep. was, he was in construction before the company started or did he start with the company? Um, no, he, he had some other jobs there or he had some other jobs in construction for mm-hmm. other companies. But I mean, he was essentially just like right out of high school. Sure. So um, you, what was, what was growing up like when you were a kid? Um, I mean, growing up, I wasn't very interested in work, to be honest. Um, I was interested in sports, but. As far as work goes, like my dad was out of town a lot, um, working all over, you know, it, they work mainly in, you know, Utah, Nevada, Wyoming, you know, not, they're not like, they don't go cross country type stuff, but and it's uh, just all concrete work. Yeah. Concrete. They do. It's, I mean, they do the, all the equipment, digging, all the excavation and stuff, but it's primarily did he uh, bring you around the business when you were young? Um, I would I would go you know to the yard, help him load up or unload Saturdays, Sundays type stuff. But I didn't have a lot of opportunity to actually go on job sites, um, you know, until until I started full time out of high school. Really, there's there's a couple. I remember when I was still in high school, I went on a big concrete pour on a water tank deck. Um, so I did that. I worked part-time summers. Um, I, there was one summer I worked, you know, full-time at the yard. I was the yard, I was, you know, I was one of the yard guys. Um, doing odd, odds and ends. Yeah, I was going to say, what stuff. does a yard guy do? Yeah. Whatever, whatever it, you're told. Whatever you're told. <laughs> I mean, from sweeping, cleaning up in the shop to unloading, loading trailers, sorting, organizing all the crap out in the yard, the, you know, there's all sorts of treasures. Um, I remember, I remember, uh, I remember using a torch, cutting freaking, I don't know, some steel beams, something when I was 16. Nice. So there's nothing better than a older construction company's yard. Yeah. And, and because there are just all sorts of treasures buried in a construction company yard. Yeah. If they don't, if they've been there in the same, in the same place a while and they have a lot of space, stuff accumulates. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where it all comes from, but yep. it, it, it accumulates. Yep. And it is just wild what you'll find in some of these places. Yep. Especially like a concrete company. Yep. So many different odd jobs and form work and yep. steel and equipment and all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. There's tons of stuff there. My, my favorite thing to do, uh, when, when I was the, the yard 
yard guy when I was 16 was uh, we had a big burn barrel and all the scrap form work that would come off jobs. I'd, I'd get to chuck it in the fire. Really? They just burn it, huh? Oh yeah. It was great. Awesome. They don't do it anymore, but that was fun. The pollution gets bad enough in Salt Lake city. Yeah. They don't need the construction, construction will be burning stuff to add to it. Yeah. Um, so did you intend to get into construction or was that just what was there when you graduated high school? Uh, I, I had no intentions of working in construction, nice. uh, at all. I didn't want to be my dad. I love my dad, but wasn't, wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, but then, you know, it was, I graduated high school and I was like, well, okay, I'm going to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't choose to do anything else. So I kind of fell into it. and. Um, you know, I got into it because, well, like it was, it was okay to get into it rather than pursue something else because I was making more money than any of my friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What, what about construction turned you off from it? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. It just, it, it just wasn't. Like I grew up playing in the sandbox. I had, you know, Tonka trucks and my dad had me a little wooden track hoe that, you know, a little excavator that spin on its base that, you know, he made for me. Um, I got pictures of that when I was a little kid, you know, playing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I did the whole sandbox thing, but it, I never, I, I even learned how to run equipment. You know, I learned how to run an excavator when I was probably 10 years old, you know, I got, Pictures of me driving a backhoe, probably 12, 13, I think, when I started running those. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just, it didn't, it wasn't like my thing. Sure. So you, you fall into it. Yeah. That is the, the thing about construction is you can make a lot of money pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Like even as when I was working my jobs in college, the, the money I was taking home compared to anybody else I knew was completely ridiculous. Yeah. Completely insane. It was a ton of money, mostly because of how many hours you work. Yeah. So it's okay. My hourly rate in 40 hours, pretty similar to everybody else. But then if you were doing 80 hours and then plus per diem or whatever, if you're working out of town, you just make a killing as a kid. Yeah. I I remember my friends were making, you know, close to minimum wage, which which was at the time, I don't know, eight or $9. Yeah. I was making $12 an hour right out of high school, um, you know, working 50 hours a week or something. So you get the overtime and living at home, no bills, going to work with dad. Sure. Made some good money. Was it, were you, did you just start as a laborer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got, I got the chance to operate equipment early on because my dad, my dad trusted me. Mm-hmm. He, he gave me opportunity to, you know, throw me in the equipment, but. My dad's the, like, I got the opportunity, but my dad's the type of person that if, like, if I was shitty at it, he wouldn't have, you know, he wouldn't have let me do it. Sure. So he, he gave me the opportunity because he trusted me that I could learn that I could do a good job and that I'd take care of the equipment. Was he, so he was always on the jobs you were on when you started out? Yeah. Yeah. The first probably year and a half, I, I worked pretty much exclusively with him. Was he the boss on the on Oh, yeah. Site? Oh yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter where he's at. He's the boss. <laughs> That's the type of person he is. He walks in a room and it's like, he just kind of, he just takes control. 
Um, so you, you, you're, you're a laborer for a while and you were at, you, you were at Gerber for quite a while. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I worked a year and a half and then I, I quit to be a snowboard bum basically for, for a winter. Yep. I did the, uh, snowboard thing for a winter, lived with some friends, you know, uh, didn't have a job. That was fun. Kind of got it out of my system. Yeah. Uh, springtime rolled around snow is melting i moved back moved back home went went back to work with my dad so i did another year and a half and and then quit because i hated my boss that i was working with at the time and uh which wasn't it wasn't my dad i was working with somebody else but i didn't like him uh quit to do tried out the college thing a little bit um that was i guess my next question so you tried college out it wasn't for you um, I liked learning, but it, I don't know the whole, it just, college didn't really make sense to me yeah. that much. Like, what do you, what do you, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? And how are you going to learn all that right here in college? I don't think it makes sense to most people. And yet everybody just does it. Because yeah. It's like, well, it's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You even think about what you learned in high school though. Like I've been thinking more and more, I've been a little bit more critical about like, what's the actual public school curriculum look like? Yeah. And you start thinking about it, you're like, huh, that's actually, it's, it's really flawed. It doesn't make very much sense at all. It's just, the thing that drove me nuts about college is it's just super outdated. Like, yeah. I went through engineering school, and it's preparing me to be an engineer in 2002. Mm-hmm. It's like, you guys know there's the internet, right? Like, <laughs> even the whole concept of you have to do all of your own work. That's not a thing in the real world. That's right. not a thing in the, at, at all. If I did all my own work, I wouldn't have a company. Right. I wouldn't have anybody. Like, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense. And yet that's, like, you're penalized if you go collaborate with other people. Yeah. How does that make any sense? Doesn't. Well, there's, and there's also so much emphasis placed on those, like, other, almost like public, public school curriculum classes, like the gen eds that you end up having to take. Yeah. If you... It doesn't, it doesn't make sense for anybody who has like a defined major, in my opinion, because it's like, does, does college math 101 have any relationship to anything any of us went to college for? Well, Maybe, the, but yeah. wouldn't you take like other math classes that are more specifically geared towards that and not here, you need to learn mortgage amortization rates. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well not even mortgage lenders use that. They just plug it into a computer. Well, you look at like high school. Yeah. It's just. You're learning a little bit about just a bunch of random subjects. Yeah. It's not very cohesive. And there's, anyway, that's a, that's a whole other can of worms. How long did you make it in college before you called it quits? I did one semester and I only had three classes. I easily could have, uh, I easily could have worked full time throughout that and done like they would have worked with me, yeah. but I I didn't want to, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to do construction. So I used it as an excuse to quit. Like, Oh, I'm going to college. So I'll quit. So the college thing doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. And then what do you go back to construction? Um, it, it wasn't that the college thing didn't like work out. I could have kept going and stuck through it. Um, but I, I was dating my wife at the time and I didn't have a job and I knew we wanted to get married and I wasn't going to go ask her dad if I could marry her and not have a job. Oh, so I went back to work doing construction. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so because construction was really all you had known. Yeah. Then that's just the natural yep. place to end up. 
Yep, Were you like what, 22? Yep. Something like that? Yeah, yeah, 22. Yeah, when did you get married? The week before I turned 23. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so you, you get married, you go back to the family business. Mm-hmm. So you go back to Gerber. Yep, back to Gerber. And is that, do you stay there? Yeah, I stayed, stayed at Gerber from May of 2010 until March of 2019. So at what point do you go, because I knew you transitioned from the field mm-hmm. to more of an office type position. Yep. How did that come about? Um, so that came about, <clears throat> that came about from, uh, so t- 2010, I went back to work and it just back into kind of the same old, same old labor equipment operating. I mean, doing anything and everything. Right. Yeah. Um, I wasn't in a, in a management role or anything. I wasn't a foreman. Um, but, uh, that was, that was May of 2010, got back into it and went until, uh, September of, no, it was like July of 2014. My dad approached me, um, and said, you know, Hey, uh, we need a safety guy. We need somebody to be a safety manager here because, um, you know, we, we had problems with the safety manager position for the previous, you know, three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they cycled through like four or five different people that they hired from outside the company to come in and try and be the, <clears throat> excuse me, try and be the safety manager. Yeah. And uh, they didn't work out because they didn't understand the company. They didn't, I mean, they were, they were book smart. They were educated. They had whatever degree they had, but you know, they didn't understand how we did work and how to actually go out and keep people safe. Mm-hmm. So had you thought about going into a role like that before that, or was that the first time you're like, hmm, no, it, the opportunity was presented to me a couple of years before, but I was extremely hesitant and I didn't end up doing it. And then when it was presented to me again, a few years later, I had, I'd experienced a lot more, um, kind of knew a little bit more about like the various work that we, that we did. Um, and I, I, rem- I, I can go back in to like the experience when my dad brought it up to me and off, like kind of presented the opportunity to me. It was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I could. I'm excited. I, 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 I can remember feeling excited about it and I could like visualize like a little bit of what it would look like. Sure. So you start, uh, how quickly after they approached you, did you become safety manager? Was it like two, two and a half months? Oh, okay. So you had a little bit of time to think about it. So you became- I think I'd made the decision in probably a couple days or a week. Really? Yeah. Me and Paige talked about it and we, the, the, the reason why I went with it was number one, I was excited. Number two, uh, less chance for out of town work mm. because I didn't, I didn't want to be my dad where I was on out of town jobs. And did you have a kid at that point? Uh, yeah. 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 We had our first. So what was stepping in from the field to a safety manager role? Like I didn't know anything. Yeah. That's a, that's a leap. That's not just like a, no. Okay, you're from a laborer to an operator now. I mean, yeah. that's a leap too, but that's that's a whole different world. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I looking back, like I didn't know 
anything mm-hmm. at all. I didn't know how to do the job. I didn't know what was required. Um, really like expectations weren't set and aligned and responsibilities lined out. I, you know, it, it's not like I was picked because I'd been through all sorts of like OSHA training and certifications and other safety trainings. Like I just, you know, I got the opportunity because I got the company and I was within the company and it was, I was at the point where when my dad, when my dad gave me the opportunity, it was like, uh, okay, either we're going to put you in a, in a foreman's truck and you're going to have to go out and like start running your own jobs or, or like you go in the office and try the safety thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's a way for you to get into, uh, having a position in the office and, and moving up throughout the, through, through the company. Sure. So safety too, it's, there's a ton, there's a ton of knowledge you need for it. And then it's also, it's a pretty dynamic leadership role. Like if you think about everything and we'll probably talk about a little bit, you know, all the, the stuff Jocko mm. teaches and Echelon yeah. Front teaches. I mean, it's, you are having to influence the behavior of everybody at the company in a really dynamic way. And yeah. in a way that they don't necessarily want to be influenced. And in a way that they don't want to spend money for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the field's working against you because you're a pain in their ass. Yeah. And then the office is working against you because you're a pain in their ass. But they oh, know yeah. that they need you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'll say this anyway. Is like the way I felt in the position after, after a few years of doing it was... Uh, I was only there. I only had a job doing that because the company needed somebody in that capacity Mm -hmm. to bid certain jobs. Yeah. Well, and that's, um, I mean, companies are influenced based on money more Mm -hmm. often than not. Mm -hmm. And so if it's starting to impact their way to make money, they're going to change behavior. Yep. So, a concrete contractor, for example, you're working for larger GCs, the larger GCs came about and they started mandating that you need safety professionals or a lot, mostly like DOT, UDOT. Yeah. DOTs it, yeah. or municipalities. DOTs. Yeah. It, I mean, I think it was really gi- originally driven by GCs, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's everybody you're bidding to, you need a full-time safety professional on staff. And then mm. some of these, now the GCs, they're mandating like that project next door. Mm-hmm. You need full-time, you need a full-time safety professional on, on site, site every single day. And now why is it that they're mandating that? Well, it's not necessarily about safety. It's because it's impacting them from a financial standpoint, mm-hmm. yeah. from an insurance standpoint right. and from it's a liability. the liability liability. And yeah. And so yep. it, it, it just, it's pushed down the line and yeah, you need to just bid the work. You need to say, yeah, here's our safety guy and here's his credentials and whatever it is. Oh, okay. All right, cool. We'll take your bid. Yep. It's pretty crazy. Now I'm not like, again, I'm not this, I'm not against safety. Safety, I'm not either. Fantastic thing. Yep. But a lot of times it's not motivated by safety. Correct. Yeah. I, I, I believe in safety. Um, I had, I had a couple you know, experiences, couple, honestly, a conference I went to, like the first month I was the safety guy, uh, I went to an insurance conference in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and they brought in this keynote speaker. I, his name was Charlie. I think I, he, he was a guy, people listening to this, probably somebody out there has heard his story. Um, 
but uh, he he had been all burned up in a refinery explosion. I've heard I've heard this guy talk actually. Yeah, yeah, he's unreal. Yeah. His story is incredible. Yeah, and he like he out of anybody anything like his story got me to like buy into like being being safe mm-hmm. like the importance of safety. Yeah. Um. So like I new safety guy. I was totally bought in with taking care of people and making sure everybody was safe. Um, but that didn't necessarily mean that I knew how to do it. Sure. You know? So what was it like trying to learn how as a, I mean, you're still a kid at this point. You're still in your twenties. Yeah. I was 27, 28. You're, 20, you're yeah. still pretty young. Yeah. What was it like trying to influence the safety culture of a, an entire organization that has been around for a while? At that yeah. Point? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're super, you know, production oriented, mm-hmm. uh, especially like my dad. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you, <laughs> you try and be, try and be the, the son of the son of an owner, uh, who, who is so focused and driven on production and, you know, more so than anybody in the entire company and try and go on his site and say, Oh, Hey, you can't do that because mm-hmm it says here it's got to be like this in this yeah. book and it's like slow down yeah and it's you know my dad's it's incredibly like uh practical mm-hmm. very and like real world scenario he's extremely safe sure he taught me a lot of things and he would point out things all over the job site all the time about being safe when it comes to like being safe quote unquote right by the book yeah like <clears throat> it's not like that's not what drives him and so me, uh, I'm, I'm, I can be much more by the book. And at the time I definitely was. And, you know, I came in and like, man, I remember like, I remember spending entire days just in the office, literally reading OSHA standard to just educate myself, like just straight out of the freaking book. 1926, just compelling stuff. Yeah. Really, really. Oh gosh. No. <laughs> it's like, like I've, I've read some of the. MSHA standards too. And that's the thing. Yep. Like most of it hasn't been changed in yep. decades. Right. It's identical as yep. it was 20, 30 years ago. Yep. Hmm. Um, so you do that job for a few years. Yep. Almost four years. Four years? Almost. Did you enjoy it? Uh, the first, almost, the first year. Yeah. I was pretty gung ho. And then uh, it became, to use a metaphor, I was, smashing my head into a brick wall over and over again sure so and to be fair i mean like a position like that you need a certain skill set yeah and you're like you're a field guy you've been building your whole life and then to completely switch into that totally different role that requires a completely different skill set yeah is i think i mean looking back i think it worked out like well enough at the time yeah um and I think I could have made it work, but there was just, if, there was too many, there was too many ways where I disagreed with the way things were being run sure. in the company. So, so at that point, what do you do? Um, so about a, about a year and a half or two years into me being the safety guy, we ended up getting a drone for the company. Um, because we were doing a big uh, bridge reconstruction project on I-80 and the engineering firm for the company that, that we were working with, uh, they, had, they had a drone and 
they took pictures and sent it to the they took pictures of the 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 beams you know new beams set on the bridge and Mm -hmm. and uh they sent it to the project manager on on our team and he sent them throughout the company you know to everybody's emails and it was holy shit yeah that's an amazing photograph like we need one of those and so i i talked to a few of the few of the owners kind of pushed it through they ended up you know once they found out that a drone was 1500 bucks and not 15000 bucks they're like okay yeah here you go mm-hmm. like go ahead and you're in charge of it so since i was a safety guy going around all the job sites inspecting for you know doing safety inspections um they put me in charge of the drone and i'd go out and fly it take pictures video i had um you know some like hobby experience with photo video stuff uh, I grew up kind of really interested in skateboarding and snowboarding and I devoured like every snowboarding movie I could get my hands on, uh, when, you know, when I was in high school and stuff, that, that's kind of where I learned that stuff. And so I started putting together like some videos for, for the company, um, just on my own time and just for fun, you know, and taking pictures and, and kind of over time more people in the company were asking me to go out and take pictures of their job sites Mm -hmm. rather than like, Oh, Hey, go out and do a safety inspection or like, go, go check on this job because of X, Y, Z. Like you need to, you need to get out there for safety reasons and, you know, like do your full-time safety manager job. Mm -hmm. It was, Hey, take the drone out there. We need some pictures of this job. And, you know, people just, started getting really interested in, in that. And, um, I kind of started, started doing that and seeing a need for it. And the, the biggest thing, if I can, if I can kind of rewind, one of the very biggest things that happened for me when I went from field to office was when, when you're operating in the field for a, you know, big construction company, 120, 130, 150 people. Um, when you're operating in the field, you're typically on one job site mm-hmm. for you know months at a time or even a year. There, there were job sites I was on for a year. Yeah, and that's that's your lens of the of the entire business. It's just that one job site, right? People say oh, we're we're out here on our island, mm-hmm. right? So when I went from field to office. And I sat in management meetings when they're talking about all of the projects and then they're complaining about, oh, we need more people. Oh, this job needs more people. Oh, this job needs more people. Mm -hmm. This job needs more people. Oh, we need more lead guys. Oh, we need more, more foremen, all this stuff, like not just laborers. Um, I, it like blew my eyes wide open, like, holy shit, there's a lot going on here and we don't have enough people. And all this stuff. So that was, that was when, when I first got into the office. That was kind of my perspective. Like, we need more people. Sure. And then fast forward back to, you know, like two years later when I got the drone and started making videos and stuff. Um, I started kind of thinking like, well, we should be using this stuff to try and recruit people. Like, that's our biggest problem. Was Why it did, like a Phantom 3? 
as a Phantom 3 Pro. Nice. Yep. That's a nice drone. Yep. It was like the first widely available commercial drone that was $1,500. That was good. Yeah. good. You could was buy, good. Anybody could buy. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting thought too, because that's, we're in a very unique position and that's why I largely, why we've been able to craft our business in the past four years, like we have, because mm-hmm. we just, we have a bigger perspective on the industry mm-hmm. than really anybody, anybody, because even, uh, like these big trade associations, they're not on the ground with construction workers every single week of the year, like we are. Mm-hmm. And we're not stuck within one business. We get to see all different businesses and all different job sites. And we're not within one region. We get to see all different regions. And you go to Georgia one day and then New York the next and then the Southwest the next. And it's, they could be doing the exact same thing in all three areas completely differently mm-hmm. because it's just a different way of doing things, different weather, different soil, different equipment, different people and methodology and whatever it is. Um, and so... Like, uh, like Eric Jumper, for example, you know, we took him from bulldozer to doing what he does now. And he said, he's like, I couldn't go back to running a dozer on one site just because I've seen too much now. Like yeah. I've, <laughs> I've, yeah. I've seen too That's many, ruined. too many machines, yeah, yep. too many job sites, yep. met too many people. I couldn't yep. go back because my yep. worldview is just, it's changed forever. Yeah. It's pretty unique. Yeah. Um, so you, you see an opportunity for using, and, and another thing too, it's funny, these construction guys, they don't get the whole photo thing and video mm-hmm. thing initially, mm-hmm. yep. and then they see it all, yep. Yep. and they're like, I want, I want more of that because yep. that's cool. Right. So you know this as well as I do, when we come, on, come out on a job site or an operation for the first time, it's a little odd yep. because people, the, the, no one has ever been there to take mm-hmm. photos before. Yep. You're the first person to ever take photos of some of these people too. Some yep. of these people have never been photographed. Right. Like I've, I've literally had t- people tell me the only picture I've ever taken is for my driver's license. Yep. That's it. I, <laughs> I had that happen two weeks ago when I went out to, uh, on that Vite dredging operation in, in Utah. There was a guy, I, you know, I took a picture of him and he's like, uh, I don't know, picture taken of me and, Five years or something. It's, it's insane. So, so you go out there and then uh, six months later, you come back and they've seen all the pictures yep. and they've seen the videos and it's a completely different vibe oh, when yeah. you come back because yep. they're, damn, you made us look good. Yep. And, and they're so proud of what they do and yep. they're able to show their kids what they do. Yep. Sometimes for the first time ever. Yep. Like, here's what I do. They show, show, their, show their, their families yep. and their friends and totally different vibe second yep. time around. Yeah. When I was, when I was with Gerber and, and making some of the videos that I was doing, uh, I, I put them on Facebook and then, uh, you know, some of the guys out in the field, that, Oh man, my family saw that video. And this one guy, Nestor, he, he, uh, he's sitting there talking to me on this one job site. Oh man, that video that you made, he, my, my family down in Mexico, they're so excited about that. Yeah. It's like, Holy, like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like for them to, because, because people that haven't been on a job site, like they can't visualize, they have no idea what goes into building infrastructure. No. Like, um, my, my brother-in-law, he, he works for Gerber. And I remember years ago, like he, he took, they're on a big water tank job or something. And, uh, you know, have heavy, heavy concrete, big, big stuff. And he took his family out 
on a job site and <laughs> they couldn't believe they couldn't believe what he did for a living. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, "Oh, like we thought you like built houses." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, "No, like it's big shit." Yeah. Yeah, it's and uh, it's a bummer cuz the industry is so focused on ROI and yep. production and there's thin margins and it's hard to make money. So they're really careful with how they spend it. And so every dollar they spend, it needs to be going into the balance sheet or creating production or whatever it is. And yet their biggest problem is retention. And what does that do from a retention standpoint? Giving some guy the ability to show his family what he does yep. and that sense of pride yep. and, and, and create that sense of pride in what he does mm-hmm. and, and, and tell that story to his kids. You, okay, you're not going to be able to put that on your balance sheet. You're not going to yep. be able to calculate what the ROI is. Right. But from a human capital standpoint, from a retention standpoint, from a recruitment standpoint, it's, that's, that's the most powerful shit you could do yep. is when the family's involved. Oh, yeah. So you, um, you go from safety to a formal marketing position. Yeah. Um, I kind of... It, it was like two years in the making, but I kind of, I kind of pushed on it here and there and, and then ended up, um, I made, uh, I kind of in a, in a way threw all my chip on the table, so to speak. And, uh, I made this video. It was, uh, video we showed at our year end party. And it was like at the time, you know, the best, most kind of professional video I'd ever done. And it was a huge step up from like, you know, what the company was expecting mm-hmm. and what, what they had seen before. And like, I, I went out, went out and filmed, got a bunch of shots of like the people and everything. And I <clears throat> kind of juxtaposed all the people and all the movement and all the building of the project in the, the video I made to it the, in the beginning of the video everything's still. I I went out on job sites on the weekend, early morning when nothing was moving and I got just still shots of the job. And then, and then I, I, that's how I started the video. It was a really slow opening. Nothing's moving, nothing's happening. And then I slowly introduce people and just focus on the people building stuff and like kind of tried to make it like as epic as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And then kind of close the video with, everything going back to stillness again. And it was a, it was a message. It was me telling a story to the, to the company and mainly the owners that like, Hey, nothing moves, nothing happens. There's no motion out here. Nothing gets built without people. Hmm. And this I this was still uh, when you were safety. Yeah. I was a full-time safety guy. And I, I edited the, the thing on, you know, week, nights and weekends on, on my own. Obviously I had to shoot like when I was on the clock as the safety guy, when mm-hmm. I was out on site, yeah. but like they, they wanted a, you know, a, they wanted a year end video. So they understood why I was filming. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I made that video, showed it at the year end party and a week or two later had some conversations and was like, you know, Hey, uh, the safety thing is not for me long-term and like long-term the next three, five, three to five years, probably like I'm either going to be in some sort of marketing position here, you know, doing photo video work, uh, or I'll go back out in the field. Uh, Like the safety thing just wasn't working out for me. 
And the marketing thing, they'd never had marketing no, before. Nothing. I mean, this nothing. is a pretty traditional construction oh, yeah. company. Yes. Which is most construction companies. Yep. So no yep. and it's all they're bidding to DOTs and that kind of thing. So it's like, yeah. well, what the hell is marketing gonna yeah. do for us? Yeah, the it's vast bid. the cares? vast majority of everything was a low bid. Yeah. Yeah, because marketing, it's it's really misconstrued yep. and misunderstood. Everybody thinks it's business development, business development, business development. So yep. it's okay. If I'm bidding all these jobs to DOTs and all it is is low bid, marketing doesn't matter. Right. Why the hell would I do marketing? Yep. But marketing's not right. just business development. That's actually a very small percentage of marketing when you're doing it in a proper manner, yep. I think. I think it's more for recruitment. I think it's yep. more for building culture, internal messaging, yep. creating a place people want to work. Because yep. if you do all that, then you can go get as much work as you want. Yep. And if you're building work more profitably, now you can bid more competitively. Now you can win more work. Now you can attract more people. Now you can build more work. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. The funny thing, uh, and this, this might bring us a little full circle here was I put together like a, a proposal for this marketing position, wrote it all out, gave it to, you know, gave it to the new company president at the time. And he was the one who really kind of helped me push it through with, with everybody else. Cause there's some multiple owners in the company. Um, but, uh, my, I had three points on there that, that the company could use marketing for. Mm-hmm. And I, I struggle to remember precisely what they are, but it had to do with, uh, recruiting people, retaining people, and then like increasing company morale mm-hmm. along those lines. And it was probably a couple of weeks, maybe a month later, um, that I discovered you on Instagram <laughs> and you made a post with a caption with literally the exact same three points that I made yeah. internally to my company. And you were putting it out on social media, like, Hey, construction companies of the world, like you need to use marketing and social media to do these three things. I have a, actually I have a PDF I created when I was still working for the company, the last company I'd worked for a construction company. Cause I was, so I was this young field engineer and I was managing a, helping to manage a project. It was me and another engineer and a project manager managing about 20 million of work in Fort Worth. So it was a good, good sized job, two year job. And it was complex because we were rebuilding a road, but we couldn't shut traffic down. So you have to phase it out and it, it just, you know, narrow streets and all kinds of stuff, tons of coordination. Um, but I was taking my camera to work, taking pictures, taking video, and I was begging company ownership to guys, give me the social media channels of the company. Like you guys don't have no social media presence and I can do something pretty cool with this. And here are the reasons why you should use social media as a construction company. And I presented this PDF. It didn't go anywhere, of course, which is why I'm at where I'm at now. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Thank goodness. They said no. Um, but it was those exact points where this isn't about getting work. I know that's not your problem, but people sure as hell is your problem. And this isn't your magic potion, but it's this amazing tool that's completely free that I could do on my own time that can, I think, move the needle here and move the needle on our biggest problem. Yep. And that's why I tell all these contractors that want to go hire someone else for social media. We did it for a long time. We still do it. It pisses me off that we still do it, mm-hmm. frankly. And I've told everybody we do it for that that's the case. Yeah. Yet they still want it done by us because it's the easy thing to do. 
you're, you're, there's someone probably within your company that would happily do it. Yep. That would happily, because it's fun. Like yep. you were a safety guy. Yep. You weren't asking them, hey, can I have more money to make this video? You were just doing it yep. because it's fun. Telling stories, bring your camera to work, yep. talking to people, taking drone shots. It's badass. Yep. It's fun. You're proud of what you do. The people you work with are proud of what you do. I can go share all this on social media. You could have you, you done it all for free. It's just, it, 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 it's crazy. There are people, these people already exist in these companies, but it's scary because then that opens them up to a whole new world of transparency that they've never, yep. never had before, which I get, but also that's, we're just, we're in the year 2022. Yep. It's just a more transparent world nowadays. Things are, things are way different now than they were three years ago or yeah. even I mean, 10 years ago. It's only going further in that direction. Yep. So it's not like... Uh, I mean, I could be dead wrong, but I think it's only going to continue to go in this direction. Yeah. So at least for a while, but there's an important point too. in what you did was, and to these young people that I talk to all the time online that want to move up or want to change roles or whatever it is, you kind of made it happen. Mm -hmm. You had to create the opportunity for yourself. You yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't make company management didn't call you up one day. No. Hey, Chell. So we noticed that the safety thing isn't really for you. Yep. So uh, we're going to give you this marketing position, right? That's not how it went. No, nope. it was what you said, two years of, yeah, it was, it was, it was a couple of years of kind of pushing and prodding a little here and there. And, and yeah. you know, I, I was actually, I had created the, I created the company Instagram account when I, like a month after I was the safety guy. Mm. So in 2014, so I, I didn't, I wasn't super active on it. We didn't post a ton. Um, I, I, I didn't start posting until 2017. Yeah. So that was three years before I ever yeah. showed up. Yep. Yeah. I was, I was doing it long before you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were, you were, you were onto something before. Well, you're, before yeah. I was. you're the original build, but really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not quite, but um, almost. So that's, and that's where I stumble across you is yep. social media. Yep. Were you on the company account? Did I find you on the company account? Company account. Gerber Construction. Yep. Yep. Um, I'd been following you. Funny story. I, I'd been following you for four or five, maybe six months by the time you reached out to me. I remember showing my friend, I remember show, showing my, my best friend your, your account. I'm like, look at this shit. Look at these photos. Yeah. This, is, this is amazing. And he was like, man, you should reach out to him. And I was like, why the hell would I do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> why would I reach out to him? Like, what, what's he going to do? What am I going to do? Like, it, it, it didn't make sense to me to reach out to you because it like I was at the family company, like, mm -hmm. you know, I was pretty, pretty tied in there. Like I wasn't looking for opportunities to do something else. Sure. And I, 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 I saw your stuff online and, and I just needed help editing videos because yeah. people wanted video. Yeah. So I would shoot some drone video and some just random shit while I was out on site. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, I just, I've never had any desire on video nope. you're editing. Not, you're not a video guy. I'm not you're a not, video guy. You're not an editor. <laughs> and nope. I have, I have, I am happy, happy to accept that. Yep. So I, I understood that, but I also wasn't stupid enough to, to just ignore video. Yeah. And these companies wanted video, so I needed help. So I reached out to you originally yeah. and said, could you help part-time edit video? Is yeah. that how the, the first, a better memory the, of it than I do? So when you first reached out, I, I still remember you, you reached out and you said you're, you, 
you said, you know, Hey, like, what's your story? Who, who are you or whatever? And like, your work's phenomenal. Sure. And I, I still remember that. And I like, to me, that was a big deal because well, I, good shit. well, but it was like, it was coming from you and it was somebody like I'd followed you. And it was like, it was kind of one of those things where it was like, I was, I was fangirling, you know, like, Oh, Buildwit messaged me. Sure. You know, back when it was Buildwit. Yeah. But, um, you know, you, you reached out to me and wanted to know, you know, what the hell was going on because it was a construction company putting out good content. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of explained the the situation that like, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm Chell and I'm at my family's company doing this marketing thing. And, uh, like I used to be the safety guy for a couple of years and now I'm doing this and whatever. And I sent you a couple of videos that, that I'd done that the video I explained earlier, I sent you that and you replied, said it was badass, And I don't know, a week or two later, probably that you reached out and, Hey, you want to do some video work? Hell yeah, sure. Well, and it was, it was rare for a construction company to have good yeah. content at that point. Very, very rare. Very rare. Oh, things are is, so much different now. Yeah. And I like to think we've had a significant I, part in probably that happening. I think so. Um, yeah, I, I think we've influenced the market and, yep. and driven awareness to, yeah, maybe we should do this. And it's, it's accelerating now. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm noticing more and more companies just yep. looking really good online, which is good for everybody. We yep. all win. Yep. Um, but at that point, there were just a handful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's why I was able yep. to grow so quickly right. in the early days because there wasn't very much just high quality shit yep. on the internet regarding heavy equipment. Yep. You and you and Keaton talked about it on uh, on yes. the other podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. organic reach a few years ago on Instagram was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and yeah. So, so you have how Instagram has changed the yep. stupid algorithms or whatever the the mysterious algorithms. Yep. But then also you just look at it from a uh, and that's this is what I identified early on because when I was thinking about going on social media, I didn't immediately go to dirt. I actually right. thought about maybe nature or adventuring because right. I was doing a lot of hiking and national yep. parks and everything. But then I just looked at the marketplace. Well, there's a million people that are so much more talented, yep. that are so much more adventurous than me posting crazy shit online. Yep. So to stand out, good luck. Right. But then I looked at the dirt world. I'm like, holy shit. There's, there's nothing here. Yeah. There's nothing here. And what little is there, I'm glued to it. I, I love this stuff. So you're like back then and still now, like still, if you're a construction company now, it's still not even close to where it should be. Yeah. You just stand out. Right. With good stuff because there isn't very much good stuff. Yeah. It was easy to stand out. Yeah. Um, so at what point, how long did you, how long did you edit videos for until you came out to California? Mm, it was like August of 18, I think when, when I started doing video stuff you'd send me you'd send me stuff uh online you know i'd download the footage and do an editing project for you so i was think like i did three projects six months into build with yeah and then did about it was six months it, went by yeah it was august to, it was uh i did like three projects august through i don't know december or something and then december you you hit me up like, Hey, like, would you maybe be interested in a full-time opportunity down the road? Yeah. And I, I remember I told you like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather have more options than less. So like, I'm pretty tied in the family company, but more options is, is better than none because 
The, the other thing was when they gave me the marketing position, they told me I had one year to prove it to them that, that it worked. Mm. And if, if it didn't, if they, which, you know, the, uh, criteria, I guess was arbitrary. Sure. Um, but, uh, they were going to, they were going to fill the safety position with somebody else to do the safety job. Yeah. And so if at the end of a year, if it didn't pan out according to what they wanted, then they're going to, you know, essentially kick me back out in the field, which to be straight up, like I, I had no intention of going back out in the field. That's mm-hmm. just not what I wanted. I, and at that point I realized I just needed more help. Yeah. I'd been doing it for a year and it was like, all right, yeah. I got to go all in on this and yep. bring in some help here. And yep. yeah, we had been working a little bit together. You had yep. some really good shit online. You were from the industry. Yeah. So it was like, well, I don't have to train this guy up on the industry because he knows more about the industry than I do. So this is, this is freaking perfect. Mm-hmm. Like what, what could be better? Right. So then I had you out on that California trip, yep. which was just fucked. <laughs> just a total mess. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, we, we came up with that idea for me to come out and travel with you for a week and like just try it out because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think either of us really knew what the job was going to be like. I mean, no. you told me you told me I was going to, you know, travel about one week a month and go out and take pictures and, you know probably do some social media type stuff. And that's like, I never actually even touched any of our partner's social media accounts. No. And that's the misconception you, of building a business is you have everything figured out. Yeah. Oh no. Not, I don't have anything figured out. No. It's just like, I need help. Yep. I, okay. Uh, <laughs> I need to find someone to help me out. But I, yeah. as far as like writing a job description goes, are you yeah. kidding me? I don't know. I don't yep. even know what the hell I do. Well, it was, a, it was a good thing that like, it was a good thing we did the trial run together though. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I took a week off of work and, uh, you know, went out, went out with you in California for a week and told you I'd do it for free and you paid me anyway, which did Angel meet up with us on that trip? Uh, uh-uh. it was that just was me. the next one. That was the next one. But the whole, we started in San you. Diego. The whole thing was rained out. Yep. So it was just, yep. Slop. It was too. Oh yeah. We, we drove. We, we started in San Diego. Yeah. We drove south to the LB3 project. Yeah. No, no, no. We drove, we drove south to a different... No, I think it was that project, and yeah. it was rained out. Yeah, and then so we went, to, um, we went to some quarry, and they were doing MSHA training, so they were shut down. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then we're like, wow, we're going to shoot at uh, Tom, Thompson Pipe Group up in San yeah. Bernardino. Yeah. So like, okay, like two, two and a half hours... <laughs> north um it was probably three with traffic yeah and uh so we drive all the way up there and raining and we get almost the entire way there and then uh you talk to the the plant manager and he's like oh yeah no tomorrow (laughs) okay so then we we tried to go over the turner mining site i don't know somewhere over near pasadena i think so we we went over there and then they were rained out and so we drove (laughs) Drove from LA all the way back down to San Diego. That was such a dumb day. We spent like eight or nine, ten hours straight just in the car in California traffic for no reason. Yeah, Yeah. we would have been. We would have been better if we would have just stayed at home that day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. How many miles did we drive? Uh, I hate driving Southern California. Oh yeah, it was horrible. I hate it. It was Uh, nuts. And then we end up in San Francisco. Yeah, at the end of the week. That trip. Uh, San San Jose. San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. We went up Highway One. Yep, because we up. got rained out. So we yep. were like, "Whoa, let's just drive up Highway One." Yep. 
Went up Highway 1. You went yeah. for a run on Pismo Beach. Yeah. That place is sick. Yeah. And then basically at the end of that trip was, hey. Right. Went to Granite Rock. Yeah. But, but it was, hey, you want to do this full time? Yeah. <laughs> and then so that was, and then at the same time. That was the job offer from Build It back in the day. Hey, mm-hmm. you want to do <laughs> yeah, this? It was, yeah. Okay. it was, yeah, go home, sleep on it, talk to your wife. Yeah. Let, let me know. Yeah. And I, uh, straight up, I was the whole entire week, I was like vacillating back and forth, like 51, 49% of like, oh, do I, do I do the build with thing or like, oh, I'd stay at Gerber. And, um, you know, to, to kind of put somebody like in my shoes, like I'm, I was giving up, you know, potential ownership in the company, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, you'd been there over a decade at that point. Yeah. And grown up and around the business and family business, whole life. potential ownership, the, you know, fa- like the, the pride in the name of the company, mm-hmm. you know, feeling really good that I worked there. Like it, it, that was, that was a, that was a big thing, you know? And, uh, so that, yeah, the whole time it was like, uh, and it's like, what was Buildwood at the time? It's not like I was leaving for. There was nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. Yeah. It was you. It was you, a camera, and an Instagram page. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> that's all it was. I wasn't even paying taxes at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I remember you dropped me off at the airport, and I was like, "Well, you know, sleep on it. Let me know what you think. I don't need an answer tomorrow." And I went home, and it was. I was like you know, kind of halfway 50, 50 on the fence and didn't really know. I don't know. And I, I woke up the next morning and it was like, okay, I'm ready. What am I putting in my two weeks? It was just total, total gut feel like, yep, let's do it. I'm ready. Sure. I, I, I wouldn't have done that if I were you. <laughs> I, 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 like I, I half joking, <laughs> half joking with people. I'm like, I, I don't know why Chell. I don't know why Chell went to work for us because yeah. like we literally had nothing. Yeah. I mean, I probably told you sleep on it for a while because yeah. I was like, shit, if he says yes, I'm going to have to find some money somewhere <laughs> to pay this guy. Because <laughs> like, at, at that point, we, yeah. we had never had payroll because yeah. I didn't pay myself yeah. at, that, at that point in time. Because yeah. um, that was, I started paying myself maybe year two, like at the end of year two. Uh, and so at that point, I mean, you were literally the first person that had ever been, we had no expenses at the company, really. It yeah. was my travel. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And so it was, that was that one of the first leaps of like, whoa, all right, we need to take on some risk here. And yeah. it wasn't like disingenuous, like, oh, fuck. He said, yes, yeah. Jesus. Right. But it was a little bit like that. Of, oh, yeah. We're just making this up. And then Angel joined on soon after you. Yep. So you came on board and it was the three amigos. Yep. For quite a while. For quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. We basically just, we just traveled the country living together, yeah. essentially. Sharing hotel rooms a lot of time. Yeah. You cool. and Angel together a lot more than than I was with you guys. But yeah, I, I was I was with you quite a bit. Yeah, you spent a lot of time. Oh, yeah. We spent a lot of, like the first six months. Yeah. We were pretty much on every trip together. Yeah. Like doing like Morgan Corp. And I remember just cruising all over South Carolina. Yep. Yeah, that was a fun time. Yeah, it was wild. And now you've been here three years. Next month, yeah. Three years. Wow. I'm going on four years next week. Not to brag. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the only one with a four-year hard hit sticker. <laughs> I'll always be one year ahead of everybody. Except Matt Briscoe. He is like a 4.5 year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he was editing your photos before you took them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I guess that's the pre build with Chell yeah. Gerber story. Yeah. Maybe Pretty we'll much. do post build with Chell Gerber story one of these days. Yeah. Cool. You don't regret it so far, huh? No, not I not a single bit. Not for half a second. It's it's been it's like it's been insane. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. But I literally yeah. The the guys at Carter the Carter Machinery that we were out shooting with uh, a couple months ago, they were asking me like, "Oh, what's your, what's your story? Like, why how'd you end up at Buildwit?" And I told them, "And oh, do you uh, you know, you ever regretted it? Did, like, whatever." And I was like, "Nope, not not a single bit." And that literally for me, like that that goes back to like that just gut feel of just like, you know, kind of trust your instinct and just freaking go with it. Sure. All right. Well, that's good news. I think we wrap it up there for today. Yeah, we'll have to do a part two. Yeah, we'll do part two. Okay. Chell um, Gerber's build with story. I'm down for part two. <laughs> well, thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow Mr. Chell, blue collar photographer. Yep. There's an underscore in there. Underscore? Yeah. Where, where is it? Blue, blue collar, collar underscore photographer. Blue collar underscore photographer. You've, you've yep. had some cool shit lately. Yeah. You've been seeing some really cool shit. That, yeah. what, what was the one of you, a guy like sitting up on like a beam yep. or something? That was the, I would think that's the coolest thing. Yeah. That's the coolest thing you've ever shot. Yes. Unbelievable. I, and I then think, Vite I think so too. too. Like you would like back to back. Yeah. Vite, the dredging in Salt Lake, and then that. Yeah. Probably the two, two of the coolest things I've seen, I've seen you share. Yeah. Um, those were two fun trips. Uh, I went out, went out at sunset. Uh, with Vite up at, on uh, Willard Bay, north of Salt Lake, and mm-hmm. and uh, shot their dredging thing. That was cool. Freaking cold as shit. And, the and water's then, frozen. Yeah, water's frozen. It was cool. And then um guy on Instagram that uh, that I follow, he works for uh, Ralph L. Wadsworth mm-hmm. out of uh, there in Utah. Yeah, big time. And uh, he he had posted on his story a picture of bridge and i recognized in the background like oh that's close to home i see the mountains like i can tell the general vicinity of where you're at and i just replied to him like oh that that's badass that's close to home i looked across the valley so across it looked like it was by kennecott uh it, it basically i mean you know where i live it's like between my house and kennecott yeah because you could see kennecott you could see some tailings that no 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 in in the in the background there was uh geneva's pit oh. up on the hill oh really yeah yeah. So, Janine, when you're. Yeah. Well, I gotta get going to this leadership meeting here. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Mr. Chell. Yep. It was fun. <laughs>